The latest news suggests that remote working can now damage a woman's career. Experts suggest it will disenfranchise them in the workplace and scupper any chances of promotion. Are these credible arguments or just another ruse to get us all back into the office? Hi Heidi and hi Brent. Hi. Howdy, howdy. So here we are, episode 17. So let's get right into this. So where do you think this wave of expert advice is coming from? It's It's been really quite interesting. We had the initial wave of questions during, say, the summer regarding telecommuting, working from home. Was that a good idea? And within the last 10 days, there's been a spate of articles. I think I've seen four or five of them saying, oh, telecommuting, working from home, that's going to disadvantage women. <laughs> and I, I, you, you laugh at that. And I really, I found it quite funny that a group historically, most businesses have not been interested in supporting. Absolutely All of a sudden, not. now yeah. we're talking about, oh, we wouldn't want to disadvantage women. Right. And I think, what a bunch of hypocritical horse crap. Yes, this is just a case of twisting the optics to suit a particular need, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, they, they know they're already disadvantaging on the women in the workplace because there is a great disparity. And is this now just an excuse that they get to throw up every now and then? Well, it's because so many people work from home. It's this remote thing. Same thing when the pandemic kicked off and everybody was told to go home and the stock prices tanked and everything. See, it's remote work. We can't do right, this. Right. And then as everything rebounded, they're like, OK, I can't use that as an excuse. I see the same thing coming here. Right, it just right. reeks of hypocrisy and excuses, excuses, where we started from. It's the I don't want to. And I'm going to throw out any excuse I can. That's not to say that there aren't challenges. Of course. And there isn't a note of truthiness in the fact that if women are working from home, they will not have the same opportunities to connect and get visibility in the workplace that you would in a normal workplace, okay. everyone in the office. There is a problem there. Right. But solve the problem, don't make excuses. Oh, well, I think that's a genuine concern. I think there, that there is a point to that. But what do you think the motive for employers getting everyone, and in particular female workers, back in the workplace? What, 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 why do they want that to happen? What's their, their problem, do you think? I'll let Heidi answer, and then I have one observation yeah. around it also. I would say it's fear of change, right. fear of not being relevant. Maybe in this remote environment, I can't demonstrate my relevance. Right. And it's laziness. There are certainly factors that need to be rejiggered when it comes to performance management and when it comes to management processes. Right. That will need to happen, not denying that. But I think that it's more comfortable to be lazy and slow and say, oh, can't we just do it the way we always did? I think that that's a big part of it. I know we were recently talking with a client and during the remote work shift, 
there was an entire another layer put on in the organization to be accountable to everybody working from home because the director level was not comfortable with holding people or being accountable for people in a remote environment. So they created another layer of leadership just for accountability of remote workers, right. which you've just added another layer to solve a problem that you're unwilling to actually address, that you're not holding your people accountable. You have no idea how to hold people accountable. You don't know exactly what they should be doing. So you're now finding an excuse. Well, no one's being held accountable. So I need mm -hmm. to create another layer of leadership so that someone can hold them accountable. And, and, I, and that's, yeah. it's just an excuse again. And I know in, in previous podcasts, we've spoken about remote learning in, in, uh, in respect to, to, to COVID, the pandemic. For me, it seems to make sense that a female employee, you know, wants to start a family there's going to be some maternity leave when they want that opportunity or see that opportunity when they're in a position to get back to work. A flexible work week based around remote learning that could be Zooms, could be whatever, would seem to make sense. You know, let's be honest here. Mums, of course, new mums and new dads are tired people. But there is, for a lot of us, a, a desire to get back into the world of, of work to have something that isn't just about the kids. And mums are incredibly good at multitasking. Why wouldn't you embrace that and welcome that as an incredible addition to your, your workforce? I find it charmingly optimistic that you appreciate women's ability to multitask. <laughs> I would say, to go back to that mistrust and fear, it's the... What if it really does take me all day to do the same number of tasks that Susan is doing working remotely while doing all of these other things? Right. And it is a gender bias against women multitasking. And Brent and I were discussing this before the session, and his comment was, why aren't you concerned about male employees watching a sports tournament while they're working from home? Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, if they were helping raise the children or doing those other tasks that are the women are doing, fine. But I mean, me, me and my wife, we both work from home at the moment. Kara's now in a position to go back to the office, but... She's, she actually enjoys working from home. And when we have to pick the kids up from school, one of us does it and we'll carry on working afterwards. If we have to go to the pediatrician, we'll do that. The, a load of washing can go on, go on over lunch. You just do those things. You get those things done and you get back to work and you soon get into a rhythm of all of that. I, I, I appreciate the not commuting. Yeah. And I think yeah. Most, yeah. most of the population that is given the luxury of working, even if it's a hybrid where they're partially working from home, not commuting, spending that hour and a half of your day getting to work and back, is it's wonderful. And I think we talked about, well, the people that want you back to commuting is, you know, the transit services want you back. <laughs> the, 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 park, they, the parking garages yes, would yes, enjoy yes, getting the, your fees back. And, yeah. and the lunch counter needs you back. Yeah. 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 But do you really need to go back? And I just, I, I do think that there are core issues that need to be solved for here. 
we have worked with clients discussing how are you measuring performance? What does performance management look like with this? And certainly you need to be tracking in a non-gender biased way that opportunities are made available to those working remotely and within the office environment. Yeah. But what's fascinating is we would really rather make excuses. I do see an issue, and I've had experience of this. If I worked, I worked for another television company once on location, and I was working with several people that worked full-time for a particular company, and I came in as the freelancer. And there is certainly, I'm not in with those conversations. I don't know what's going on with the company, and, and, and I'm not supposed to, I'm a freelancer. But if I was a remote worker, and that was the company that I've worked for full-time, I can see how those conversations in the office that I'm not involved in, and the boss, he or she, seeing these people around. Do you think I'm at risk of, of not getting promotion? If I'm not seen every day, am I going to be forgotten as someone who might actively want to be on the promotion track? Is there a chance of that happening? I, th I think that goes primarily towards, I would say typically the challenge is going to be creating a new way of communicating and right. being involved and being visible. And measuring output. Right. Will, will women be disadvantaged if they are not seen and heard? Absolutely. But it's I've, hard enough to get a seat at the table. Oh, I was going to say, be I've been in enough meetings where I may have been there, but I was neither seen nor heard. So if you're right. actually concerned about women being seen and heard in the workplace, merely getting them into the conference room does not shift that dynamic. Right. And if you want to have that conversation, it's about a lot of other things, and it's about systems and data. I really do believe it's systems and data. So, so we have a sense of, we measure the, we come up with a, a metric by which we can measure value, and that person is valued on on those metrics, regardless of yep. whether you see them in person. Yeah, I get that. Yep. Yeah. Is it is that possible? Uh, Who knows? Let's work on that in the future. Let's figure Absolutely. that out. Yeah. That's the innovation yeah. of, of your work structure. Yeah. yeah. Is it possible? One final question. Is it possible if we're concerned about sort of people that want to work remote and people that want to come in the office and those people in the office taking priority? I mean, there's another solution to say, well, look, instead of the entire company then works remotely or that department works remotely or this office that does this particular task works remotely can can we break it up that way so that no one from marketing is in the office absolutely and it depends on which pathway you want to go down right. ideally and we can feature this organization in a future oh, episode yeah yeah ideally i do believe that possibly the best model could be primarily remote with monthly or bi-monthly coordination Everyone's on site, you come together, you coordinate, and then you move forward from there. So there are a lot of different models people are testing, right. saying there are problems with it. That's just bollocks. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, There's it's, problems with everything. Absolutely. But this is exciting. Yeah. This is that model that you've yeah. just described. I'd love that. That's a great yeah. way of working. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'd love to discuss that in a future episode. That would be great. So, so what's coming up next? What's in the next episode? I think next we're going to look at something from the international arena. Let's look at 
how the world dynamics are changing as we move into 2022. Ooh, There's interesting coming out of China. Europe is currently teetering. Let's look at the international picture. Ooh, a big topic for our next podcast. Well, Heidi and Brent, thank you so much. Thank you. All right, we'll see you soon. And thank you everyone for listening. Take care.